Well, praise the Lord. Once again, Pastor Jerry coming to you wherever you're at. Again, it is always an honor and a privilege to minister the Word of God, and we're just uh, grateful we got people out there watching and listening. It's always a, a privilege to know you got folks that are connecting with us. Praise God. Again, let us hear from you. Praise the Lord. We'd love to hear a, a testimony, or maybe uh, we can connect our faith with yours concerning some prayer requests. But uh, either way, we'd love it when you connect with us. Praise God. And just let us know, praise God, we're ministering to you. Amen. Anyway, today, uh, kind of our uh, weekend or our Sunday service here in a sense, and uh, we're going again back to John chapter 10, please. John chapter 10. And we have been working on a series, basically. I don't even know if I've necessarily titled the series, but it's, it's talking about really knowing the difference, okay? Being aware of the fact that we have a good God and a bad enemy, all right? And uh, so each week kind of coming at it, different angles and stuff. And this week, again, going to do the same thing. Uh, but let's look at our key verse, all right? And it is in uh, John 10, and of course, verse 10, Jesus talking now. And he said this, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I like that. It doesn't come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly, praise God. Now, of course, this word life is the word zoe, which means absolute life. It means pure life, uh, which refers to no, no hint or no, no piece of, of darkness, death, or uh, of the curse. Okay, so it's absent of all that. So it's pure life. It's full, abundant, amen, zoe, life, praise God, the life of God. It's also referred to in the scriptures, praise God. Uh, so anyway, he said the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. The uh, Let's see, let's do the New Living Translation. It says it this way. It says the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. That's the way he words it. And my purpose is to give them rich and satisfying life. The Passion Translation says a thief has only one thing in mind. How about that, huh? There's only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy, but I've come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect life in its fullness, praise God, until you overflow. And that's the Passion Translation. The last part of the verse, I'm going to go ahead and read these, but the message brings out uh, just what Jesus uh, talking uh, about himself. He says, so they, they have come... Or pardon me, so they came, pardon, pardon me, so they can have, there we go, so they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. Amen. The Amplified says it this way, that they may have life and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Now, the idea of reading all that is just trying to, again, show you different ways of saying it, but the idea is this, it's still the same. You have a bad enemy and a good God, amen? A good God that wants you to have the abundant life, to live in that abundant life, to, uh, to function every day in that abundant life. And the enemy is constantly trying to mess up your life, all right? God is, has come to give life. The enemy's come to take life. I mean, that's just, that's really just kind of uh, simplified as it gets, all right? And that's really what we're trying to do with this series and today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Romans chapter 8, amen, uh, of course, one of my favorite chapters, but we're going to go there, we're going to talk about, really, about aiming the mind, amen, in the right direction, because when you really stop and look at it and think about this, it really comes down to, you really got to set your mind right, okay? 
And of course, that's what we're trying to do from week to week to week. We're just trying to renew your mind uh, to a right way of thinking when it comes time to these things. And today we're going to just kind of talk about that, maybe expand on that a little bit. So we're going to go to Romans chapter 8, please. And, uh, and I'm going to probably read into a few verses in here, um, probably um, maybe start up there with verse 1 or, uh, of Romans 8. But uh, I'll tell you what, I think what I'll do, I'm going to jump down and we'll come back up here, but we'll go to Romans 8, verse 5 is where I'll start. I just kind of feel like I need to start there. It says, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. In other words, they set their mind on things of the Spirit. Now, it says according to, okay? So those who live, or in that word live there, it actually means actions or behavior. So it's live to conduct life is what that word means. Those who conduct life or live life according to the flesh, the reason being is because they've set their minds on the flesh. Now, this word set, maybe I should define that. It means to aim the affection of, to aim the mind, to aim your attention towards something, all right, to exercise the mind, entertain the mind, or interest the mind. It also uses a word, which will come up here later, mindful. In other words, being mindful of something, which means you've uh, aimed the mind towards something, all right? And so when it says here, set the mind, you know, as he says, you're living according to where you set your mind. You set your mind on things of the flesh, things of the natural, that also means things of the seen realm. If it's just always based on that, then guess what? You live life according to that. If you set your mind on the things above, of the unseen, the things of God, higher things, praise God, we could say, amen. You set your mind on those things, the word then is clear, that you begin to conduct your life or live life according to that. Now, it brings that out a little bit about according to. Let's go back up to verse 1. And it says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ who do not walk, here we go, according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now, let's, let's, maybe I should say this here too. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation. Now, if, if you kind of look at, you know, depending on what kind of translation you got there, uh, but some of these words are italicized, which means they're not even really in the original text. And it just says, therefore, or now, therefore, all right, there is no condemnation. All right, to those who are in Christ. Now, that's you and me. We're in Christ. But it says, therefore. Now, every time you see the word, therefore, and I maybe just maybe it's my own little thing, but I just feel like if you ever see the word, therefore, you got to stop and see what it's there for. Now, in context, he's talking about, because in chapter 7 here, he brings out that there's the law of the mind, okay? About, you know, where the mind goes is where life goes. And that's the law of the mind or the principle of the mind. And that's really what we're dealing with here today. He says, therefore, now there's no condemnation, no shame, no guilt to those who are in Christ. And it says, who what? Who do not walk according to. Now the Greek, out of the new, uh, out of the interlinear, pardon me, it says, not according to flesh walking, but according to spirit walking. Now the reason I've, I've mentioned that is because when he's talking about uh, spirit versus flesh. He's talking about you as a child of God. We're not called to walk by flesh. We're called to walk by the Spirit. And that's what he's bringing out. That there's no condemnation, guilt, or shame to the individual who's in Christ if they know who they are. And their minds are renewed right. And they've got their mind aimed in the right direction. Okay? And there, see what happens then, if the mind's in the right place, because that's what he's talking about in context, about the principle of the mind. Okay? If the mind is aimed in the right direction, 
Guess what? You live according to that. All right? It's that simple. Now, let me bring something out here. You're a three-part being, all right? You're a spirit man, okay, who possesses a soul, which the soul uh, refers to the, the mind, the will, the emotions, mental faculties, thinking faculties, okay, is all wrapped up in the soul. And you live in a body, okay, an earth suit, okay? That's kind of how it's designed. Now, when it's referring to the mind, it's talking about the soul. When it's referring to the flesh here, it's talking about the natural realm. It could refer to, you know, the senses, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it wraps up into all of that. Now, the point that I'm trying to make here, and I'm just going to kind of just jump to the uh, jump into this from the get-go, because you're a three-part being, you have to understand, okay, the importance of the soul. Understand the importance of the mind, okay? Because the mind determines, okay, direction, all right? You have to understand it. it always determines direction. Now, you are a spirit being. Now, hang on to this. You're a spirit person, okay? We, we're called to walk according to the spirit, all right? You live in a body, and the body always wants to live according to the flesh or according to the natural, okay, according to the seen realm, all right? But you have a soul. Okay, and that soul determines a direction. What you set your mind on determines the direction that you begin to live, your behavior, your actions. So if your mind is set on natural things, natural fleshly things, earthly things, you have a tendency now to live. I shouldn't say a tendency. You will live according to the natural or the flesh. If you set your mind on things above, it begins to direct you down a different road and towards spirit things, all right? And that just kind of in a nutshell is everything we're going to talk about today. So let's read past this. So verse 1 again, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law, the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, here we go, has made me free from the law of sin and death, okay? Two principles here operating, all right? For what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in, light, in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin, He condemned sin in the flesh. Now, of course, chapter 7 and 8, well, actually chapter 6, 7, and 8, He's dealing with this thing, okay? So verse, um, let's see here, uh, verse 4, for that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit, okay? So now he's talking about two, two, two war, a war going on, two different things here. The law, Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, right? And the Spirit of, uh, or probably the law of the sin and death, and the law of Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. They're opposing each other. All right, now the point is this. He says the difference that's going to make on this is where you set your mind. That's what he's bringing out in this text, okay? So if you're, if you're always thinking about natural things, you have a tendency now to go down that road. That's where you go, all right? If you think about, set your mind on higher things, you end up going a route, a spirit route, all right? Now he says this in verse 4 again, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled, which is in us, who do not walk according to flesh, but according to spirit. For those who live, there he goes, that verse again. For those who live, in other words, those who conduct life according to the flesh, in other words, so that way now all of a sudden that law of sin and death is given place now. Okay, listen, who live according to the flesh set their minds on the thing of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. In other words, 
They've set their mind on the things of the Spirit. Verse 6, for to be carnally minded, in other words, when your mind is set on fleshly things, earthly things, uh, natural things, come on now, to be carnally minded is death, okay? Uh, okay, so it just, you know, that's just pretty blunt, right? It's death. It's wrong. That's not where we want to go. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, let's take it in the light of everything we've been talking about through this series about a good God, bad devil, you know, good and evil, light and dark, you know, blessing, curse, you know, uh, you know, we're talking bittersweet, all the things we've talk, talked about over the last several weeks. And this here is, is just, it's just bringing it out. Listen, if, if you want uh, God involved, okay, if you want to walk in the abundant life that you're called to, you're going to have to learn to set your mind, aim your mind to the things of the Spirit. If you're going to let the enemy continue to ransack your life, the only way that can happen is by you constantly letting your mind be set on that kind of thing. Now, I'm going to try to clarify some things. A lot of times we hear this and we read through this and we think he's only just talking about, you know, living carnally in the sense of, uh, you, know, I, uh, you know, I live in sin. Okay, if you, you know, if you want to get out of sin, you got to change your way of thinking, which is absolutely accurate. But he's not just talking about that. It's everything, okay? If you set your mind on things of the natural, which means now as you go down a road, okay, that keeps you in a carnal way of thinking, a carnal reasoning, all right, which means now it, it puts you on a pathway that even though you're a child of God and even though you love God, now we're going to bring some of this out here in a minute, but even though you love God, you can still have a carnal thought, a carnal thinking, okay, which turns to carnal reasoning. And then pretty soon what it is, you're dictating, okay, all your decision-making is coming based out of carnal thinking. Even though you're a child of God, saved, going to heaven, okay, we're not taking any of that away from you. We're just saying that what happens is if we're more set, if our mind is more set on natural things, what happens is it affects the reasoning, which affects the behavior, the words, the actions, okay, which then determines how you live or what you live according to, okay? Even though you're a child of God, remember, this is talking to the church. This isn't talking to the world. He's not saying that the world only, you know, thinks carnal. He's talking to the church. He says there, there's a chance that you as a child of God could be thinking carnally. And he says to be carnally minded is death, Okay which just means a roadway or a pathway toward destruction or ruin is what it means. But if you're going to put your mind set on things above, what you've done now is you've got on a different pathway, a different road. I want you to hear this, okay? A different road of life and peace. So it puts you on a different pathway. Now, a lot of times when you talk these things, um, people say, well, Pastor, you don't, I mean, you're telling me to set my mind on things above and, you know, all this stuff's going on. And uh, you listen, we're not denying that all this stuff's going on. We're not denying the existence of, of the things happening out there. Okay, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff I don't like, you don't like. A lot of things happening. A lot of things trying to dictate, trying to control, trying to, uh, you know, dominate, trying to, you know, you know, have dominion over you when, you know, and, 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 and pretty soon if you don't watch it, you know, you're, you're, you're so caught up in all that, you don't even realize that even though you're a child of God and there's a God who's got an abundant life, 
a roadway that you can get all life and peace. Instead, what happens, we get so wrapped up in that, we don't even realize it, that all of a sudden now, all of our reasoning is carnal reasoning because we've set our mind on a carnal way of thinking. Okay? We've set our minds on that. So what happens now, we start living according to that. Well, I hope you're hearing this. You know, one of the things the Spirit of God brought to my attention, uh, especially as I was preparing for this, he said that, you know, a lot of times, uh, and even myself, when I start thinking about, you know, um, you know, getting on the road of death or a road of, of life and peace, you know, sometimes, you know, you have a tendency to think that they're just going in complete opposite directions. And when you are talking about navigating, this is how he brought it to my attention, that we have to navigate through life. There's a lot of stuff going on. We're not ignoring it. We're not denying it. We're not, you know, trying to you know, act like it's not there. Uh, we're not doing any of that, okay? We know it's there, and we have to navigate through life. So a lot of times, this is what he brought to my attention, a lot of times this path of life and peace and this path of death may even look like they're parallel on each other for a little season because we have to, we have to navigate through what's going on. Now, I am hoping you're hearing this because this to me, you know, kind of made a lot of sense to me, kind of made it brought a lot of things in, uh, into light for me. Because uh, ultimately, you know, the, the path of life and peace is definitely going to branch off and head in a different direction because the Word says He starts making your path straight. Okay? But at first, when we're moving along in life, at first, we might have to, de depending on what we're dealing with, it could be something at home, it could be Stuff is going along, you know, right now in our in our communities, our nation, whatever it is, stuff happening in your church, stuff happening, your health, your finance, whatever it is we're dealing with. But you still got to set your mind on higher things. If you don't, what happens is pretty soon your mind is just on this natural seen realm. And what we do then, we just try to navigate through it by just thinking carnally. And that makes us no different than the world then. When all along, there's, a, there's one that came to give us life and peace. There's one that came to give us the abundant life, life and life more abundant. Okay, The enemy is constantly trying to steal, kill, and destroy. So if you are setting your mind just on carnal, you know, just setting your mind on everything carnal, you start reasoning down that realm, and all we've done now is giving, give the one who has come to steal, kill, and destroy, we've given him place. So we're sitting there trying to navigate through life, and he's just taking left and right. Now, what I'm talking about is setting your mind on things above, and I'm, of course, going to bring some more of that out here in a minute. But the idea is I set my mind on his way of thinking. I set my mind on his ways, his principles. I set my mind on the Word of God. I set my mind on the things that maybe God has, has deposited in my heart, you know, things that he's talked to me about personally. I set my mind on the higher way of thinking. And when I do that, it doesn't negate everything out here. What it does is it helps me navigate on the road of life and peace, navigate through whatever it is, these, these rough waters that we're going through, navigate through that, and as it navigates pretty soon, it begins to pull off, amen, and He makes our way straight. Now, I hope you hear that, because to me, that kind of like, hey, that just... That kind of sets it all kind of in order in my own head there. And I'm thinking about, 
you know, so many times uh, we think, well, pastor, if we, you know, we get so, what if we, you know, get so spiritually minded, we're no earthly good. I've heard statements like that. And I'm thinking, well, I don't know that you can get too spiritually minded. Uh, you know, I think you need to be as spiritually minded as you can possibly get. I mean, I understand the comment they're trying to make, but when I'm talking about being spiritually minded, I'm not talking about ignoring everything that you have to deal with, uh, with life and, and, and things with family and, and your business and all that kind of stuff, all the stuff that's going on in our, our society as today. I'm not, I'm not ignoring all that. I'm just trying to, you know, navigate through it right. And so you have, and you just have to understand, if you don't set your mind on things above, you're not going to be reasoning rightly. That might be poor English, but I think you get the point. You're not going to be, you're not going to, see, if the mind isn't set on things above, then your reasoning gets off. If you recall, uh, one of the verses that jumps at me uh, is out of Matthew chapter 16. And what it is, um, Peter um, basically opens his mouth and inserts foot once again. He did that a few times. And a lot of times we look at that, and that's just kind of the way we see it. We think, you know, Peter, you just you shot your mouth off, and, and uh, you shouldn't have. Uh, you know, Jesus was talking about, you know, about, uh, you know, paying the price, you know, uh, you know, laying down his life, and on third day being raised up again. And Peter immediately says, not so, Lord, we're not going to let that happen to you. And Jesus, you know, you know, rebuked him and really just said, get behind me, Satan, is what he said. So, I mean, we're talking about that's kind of a serious rebuke. And he said, for you are not mindful. He said, this is what he says. You are not mindful. In other words, your mind is not set on the things of God. He said, you're, you're, you're mindful of the things of men. Now, Peter just got done getting a pat on the back for something he said good, but then all of a sudden this, and a lot of times, you know, you read through that and you think, well, you know, Peter just got a, you know, a swift boot in the hiney, in the hiney because he, you know, opened his mouth too quick or, or whatever. And, uh, but in all honesty, uh, he, the Lord made it real clear, you're mindful of the wrong thing. And because you're mindful of the wrong thing, it put, your reasoning got off. And you say, well, I don't understand. Well, here's what happened. He says, you know, i got to pay a price. I've got to lay down my life. And on the third day, I'm going to be raised up again. Now, you and me, as you know, hindsight, we look back and we go, hey, you know, uh, we, we understood what he was talking about. Well, Peter didn't quite understand what he was talking about. He didn't get it. His, none of the disciples really totally got it. And, uh, and so they're thinking, you know, there's no way we're going to let you, uh, you know, die. We're going to fight, fight tooth and... So he's thinking, we're going to fight tooth and toenail here. We're going to... We're going to do whatever it takes. Nobody's going to bring any harm to you. We're going to, man, we're going to, we're going to take up arms. We're going to do whatever we have to do. And, of course, Peter proved that later, right, in the garden. Remember that whole scenario? He took up a sword and cut a guy's ear off, you know, because, uh, you know, he was, he was willing to fight to the death, you know. And uh, that's what the Lord was talking to him about. He says, listen, you're, you're mindful of the things of men or the things, what Paul talked about, the things of the flesh, so you've set your mind on natural thinking, which now gives you natural reasoning, which now puts you on the wrong road. You're now heading toward ruin and destruction, giving the enemy place, instead of a mindset on things above, where now you're on a roadway of life and peace. Now you both, 
both individuals here got to navigate through this thing, but the one that's on life and peace navigates through it, amen, rightly, and ends up, amen, heading toward life and peace, whereas the other is not such a good, uh, good ending. Now, with that said, let's, we'll come back to Romans 8 here, but let's go to Colossians, all right? Let's go to Colossians. And uh, hope you're hearing this today. <clears throat> For whatever it's worth, I don't think I followed any of my notes yet, so it's, it's kind of just rolling with this, and I hope you're hearing it. And uh, anyway, uh, Colossians 3, and it says this, If then, verse 1, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is. Amen. So the higher things, right? If you were raised with Christ, in other words, if you know the Lord, if you've accepted Christ, and you've been raised with Christ, then, then he says, then as a result of that, you should be seeking those things which are above. All right? If you say that he's your Lord, if you're saying that he's your God, then, then set your mind on things above here, okay? In other words, let him be the one to lead you, right? Seek those things which are above where Christ is seated right now at the right hand of God. Set your mind, okay? That's what he's talking about. Here. Set your mind. It's key. Set your mind. Because where you set your mind determines the direction, okay? So set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, okay? Now, that's what Jesus said, okay? And, of course, he goes on to talk more here. That's some great things, but uh, for sake of time, we're just going to kind of hang right here. And he said, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Now, Jesus said that, okay? Now, he's not telling you, again, like I said earlier, to ignore everything that's going on in our life. Ignore, you know, family uh, responsibilities and being accountable for this and job and, and, you know, all the stuff that's happening around the world right now. And he's not saying that ignore all that. He's just saying, listen, if you don't set your mind in the right place, it's going to determine what road you go down. It's going to determine what you're going to live according to. All right? I'd rather live according to the Spirit when I'm navigating through the rough waters than to live according to the flesh while we're navigating through the rough waters. That's what he's bringing out. Now, I want to show you something here. Maybe if we back up here, um, Colossians 1. And to me, he's kind of saying the same thing here to Col in Colossians and maybe a little bit different way than he did to the church at Rome. But Paul was bringing some things out. In verse 9 and 10 of Colossians 1, it says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask, here we go, that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Okay, now, I think it's the Ephesians, uh, he says something similar, but he's talked about the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, all right? So here it says, be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why? Well, that you may walk worthy. In other words, your walk's going to be dependent on this. That you may walk worthy of the Lord. Here we go. Fully pleasing Him and fruitful in every good work. And, of course, it goes on to talk more. But let's go, like, into chapter 2 now. And I'm kind of, you know, just picking some key things here. But he says here, you know, he's talking about being rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith. Okay, and, but he says this in chapter 2, verse 8, Beware, here we go, beware, so he's talking to the church. Okay, beware lest anyone cheat you 
okay, or, you know, or somehow manipulate you, here we go, through philosophy and empty deceit, come on now, which is talking about man's, uh, you know, man's wisdom here, come on now, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. So he's talking about here the reasoning, man's reasoning, earthly reasoning, fleshly reasoning is what he's talking about. Then he goes in chapter 3, set your mind on things above, all right? Now, the reason I want to set my mind on things above is because I'd rather be pulling on the wisdom and spiritual understanding that's above. When I'm navigating through life, okay, I'd rather be navigating on a road of life and peace, but the only way that's going to happen is I have got to set my mind on the higher things, and that's where the wisdom, that's where the spiritual understanding is, okay, that's where wisdom and revelation, amen, that's where it's all at, amen. So when I'm navigating through life, I can get on the right road, and even though, like I said earlier, maybe maybe both these roadways may parallel for just a short season, depending on what we're talking about, but ultimately, the road of life and peace pulls off into an area, gets out of the rough waters and all that mess, whereas the roadway of death and ruin and destruction, amen, remember, the enemy's only purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. So if he can get you to get on that road, come on now. See, then you begin to live according to it, and all he does is steal, kill, and destroy. Whereas if you get on the roadway of life and peace, okay, now you're living according, come on now, to life and peace. Amen. You're living according to the things of the Spirit, all right? Hope that's making sense. So here he says this, you can, either, you can either set your attention on things above, or you can let man's reasoning, man's traditions, man's philosophies, okay, all their way of thinking, and let that be the thing that begins to navigate you through life, and all you're going to get is the same results they all get, even as a child of God. Now, I want you to hear this because this is coming to you right now by the Spirit of God, all right? Here it is, all right? I have a lot of folks, okay, who love God. You, you listen, it's coming by the Spirit. Who love God, all right, and are looking to God to help them and everything, but the problem is they won't set their mind on the right thing. They set their mind on the things of this natural realm, and then they cry out wondering where God is. You're on the wrong road, son. You're on the wrong road, missy. Okay, your mindset on natural things, what happens is, is now all your reasoning, so you're living now according to that. And even though you can cry all day long that you want God to bail you out, now praise God for repentance and the blood of Jesus, amen. But I'm going to tell you, if you don't get the head right, okay, you're going to get on the wrong road. Now let's go back to Romans 8, and I'll show you some of this, okay? Romans 8 again. Praise the Lord. Romans 8. I think, you know, the pastor's not condemning anybody, not down on anybody, not upset with anybody, because we've all been here, we've all done these things, all right? But I am trying to tell you that 
This is how it works. Okay, it's a principle. Okay, it's a principle. You know, it's like the law of gravity. You know, uh, you could say I don't, I don't, I don't believe in the law of gravity, and you can go jump off a, a you know, top of a barn, and guess what? You're probably going to get hurt. Okay, because whether you, you know, whether you say you don't agree with the law of gravity doesn't make any difference. It's still a principle or a law that's at work. All right, it worketh. All right. And you you jump off some high thing, there's a chance you could get you could get hurt, you could get injured because the law of gravity works. All right? It's the same thing with the law of the mind. It's what works, all right? And if you understand it, all right, and work, get it working in your favor, I'm telling you, great things can happen. But if you just ignore it and say, ah, I don't, ah, whatever, or you just go along saying, yeah, 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 and mentally assent. I'm telling you, there's a good chance you're already thinking now, according to the natural, according to flesh, which now you're living according to that, which is going to put you on a road you don't want to be on. And I know I'm repeating that, but it's just the facts, all right? So back to Romans 8, all right, and in verse 5 again, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. You know, you think about even people that deal with maybe addictions. I could throw that out there. And, you know, you could say all day long, say no to drugs, say no to drugs, say no to drugs. I mean, that's not a bad thing to say. I mean, you should say no to drugs, right? But if you're not saying yes to, to God, if you're not saying yes to Him, okay, you could say no to drugs all day long and you still got your mind on drugs. Okay, I know it's maybe an extreme one, but I think you, you kind of get the point. You, you still got your mind on that. So you got to set your mind on things above. And to just say no to drugs isn't setting your mind on anything different. You may, you may be 100% accurate. You should say no to drugs, and you shouldn't go down, uh, you know, down that pathway, all right? That's accurate, okay? but you're still meditating on that. You're still thinking about that. And as a result of it, you live according to it, which isn't long, and you're back down that road again. Back down doing the same things you said you'd never do again. So that's why you got to set your mind on things above. All right? You got to have your mind set on right things if you're going to live according to it. All right? So it goes on in verse 6 again, and it says this, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now get this, verse 7, because, okay, because the carnal mind, in other words, a mind that's constantly living based on natural things. You've always got your mind set on natural things, which then makes you then, what he says, is carnally minded, or in other words, your reasoning is all based out of the realm of the seen, the seen realm, the carnal realm, the fleshly realm, natural things, things of the earth, he said in, in Colossians. So if your mind is always there, then, that, then all of your reasoning and decision-making is, is based on that. He says, but if you have that kind of mind, it says it's enmity against God. In other words, it war, that word means to war against. Literally, it means like to, you know, to fight with, Okay. So your mind is over here, and you're saying, I love God, I believe in God, I'm wanting God to, uh, to, to help me to, to change this, to fix this. But you're over here still thinking this. So what happens is you are now warring with God. Even though God wants to help, 
and God would love to get you on the right road. Come on now. But you're, you're, you're fighting with him every time. See, right now, there's some of you even warned with what I'm just saying. And what it is, is it's a, it's a carnal mind that's at enmity with God. See, a lot of times I talk these things with people, whether it's somebody in my office or somebody, you know, at the church, and they may stop me and have a question, or, or maybe just through, through video and through audio, things that we say. And I got people that get all upset and been out of shape, like we're, we're saying that all this stuff in the natural isn't there. It is there. It's going on. There ain't no doubt about it. There's a, a nasty, nasty uh, world out there, okay? Uh, a, a crooked and perverse generation. There is nastiness everywhere, all right? But the problem is, is we set our mind on that, even though we love God, We've got a mind that's set on all this natural stuff. So what happens is now you begin to live according to it, which means it puts you on a roadway because the carnal mind, amen, is now heading toward destruction and ruin. And it's only because we've given the enemy place. But, see, it's wars against God. See, the natural carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God or the principles of God, nor indeed can be. In other words, it makes it real clear. That fact, that word, let's see here, the word um, subject to means reflects to obey. In other words, it's not quick to obey and to follow, okay, is what it means. Okay, it doesn't submit or yield to what he's trying to do, because you're over here thinking this road God says you can't even be thinking that way. you got to get over here because I need to connect you with wisdom. I need to connect you with spiritual understanding. I need to connect you with the spirit of revelation. I need to show you other things. I want to help you navigate through this thing. I want to help you, amen, get down the right road. Amen, praise God. So you end up in life and peace. Jesus said the thief comes to steal Kill, destroy, I've come that you might have life and life more abundant, praise God. But you got to get on the right road. And the only way to do that, the law of the mind, is you got to set your mind on things above. You've got a purpose to do that. All right, It's not making you um, irresponsible. Okay, because that's what some people think. Well, if I don't worry about all this, who will? Or if I don't get all caught up with this, who will? If I don't fight back with this, who will? First off, you better go get the leading of God before you do anything. You got to go get your word from from above. You got to set your mind on things above. So if you're going to do any warfare out here, when you're navigating through the rough waters, you better be on the right road. If you're not on the right road, all right, all you're going to do is do what any natural person would do without God. And they're not getting very good results, by the way. Okay, so I don't want that for you and I don't want that for me. But it says that a carnal mind is enmity against God and it won't even, it won't even, it won't even, you know, can't even yield to God. It can't even, what is it? How does he word that? It says that, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. In other words, there's no way it can be. 
So all of a sudden, you're thinking, I want God to work. Well, God can't even lead you. God can't even work because you're on the wrong road. Because you're too busy setting the mind, aiming the mind, entertaining the mind, interesting the mind with things of this natural realm. And it's dangerous. I want to show you another verse here. Um, let's, go to, um, let's go to Isaiah 26. kind of says similar stuff, but let's just look at it in Isaiah. I just thought it's interesting. I uh, thought maybe I'd pull a couple Old Covenant verses out here. Isaiah 26, please. Because to be honest, it, it, you know, when you start talking about the law of the mind, um, remember, it's a principle that's always been, that's the way it was set up. It was set up that way from the beginning. That's how it works, all right? So Isaiah 26 and verse 3, it says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Why? Because he trusts in you, right? He trusts in the Lord, it goes on to say. Amen. He trusts in the Lord forever. In other words, so the reason you set your mind on, on the things of God, now get this, is because you trust him. All right? He will keep you in perfect peace. And that word shalom, okay, um, the word in the New Covenant we read there in, in Romans 8, uh, the word peace is Irene, but they both mean the same thing. They both mean wholeness or completeness. They both mean um, set at one, which means to bring things back into divine order. So the idea is that when you set your mind on things above, you're giving God place to lead you, guide you, direct you, to bring things back into order. That's why for a season, it may even look like they're kind of parallel, and those two roads are paralleling, but pretty soon, life and peace goes a different direction. It takes you toward, amen, wholeness, completeness, peace, life abundant. Come on now. All right. Praise God. But it's based on a mindset. That's where you got to, because if you don't base, you don't set your mind on things above, and what happens is now you've got a mind that's warring against God, even though God's trying to lead you, He can't lead you. Because you're too busy reasoning out of a natural realm. And most of the struggles we have, that even I'm seeing even today in the church, in the body of Christ, is they're still too caught up with natural things. So even though they got to deal with something every day, the problem is they're reasoning See, their mental faculties are all locked into a natural, natural, earthly, fleshly, seen realm. And what happens is all their reasoning, all their decision-making comes out of that then, which automatically puts you on a road that gives the enemy place to steal, kill, and destroy. What we want to do is set our minds on things above, which now gives him place to walk us through whatever it is to show us how to do it, and to do it right, to do it in the timing of God, all those kind of things begins to play into this, all right? Let's look at another one here out of Joshua. Joshua 1. Joshua 1 and uh, verse 8. Now, this whole thing is an instruction to Joshua. We've, of course, taught on this many times. Verse 8 says, the book of the law, in other words, this word, right? Of course, at the time, you know, it was all, it was just, you know, a few 
books of the Bible. It was the first five books given to him. That's what he had. Now we have the whole, you know, Word of God here, Old Covenant, New Covenant. So that, we could say that that's, you know, talking to us now, the, there's the B-I-B-L-E, right? So the book of the law or the B-I-B-L-E, the Bible, the Word of God, shall not depart from your mouth. Of course, brings that out. That's key. But you shall, here we go, meditate in it day and night, right? In other words, the word meditate mean, literally means to, to lift before the mind's eye and to, to uh, uh, revolve it before the mind's eye. So in other words, you're taking the word, you kind of set your mind, you begin to meditate on it. What does the Lord have to say about it? What is the Lord's mindset on this? How does God see this? When you begin to do that, see, then you've set your mind on that. When you set your mind on that, now you can live according to that. But you will never live according to it if you don't set your mind on it. Even though you may mentally, in a sense, assent to it and say, yeah, I agree with God, I agree with the Word. But if your mind is constantly set on natural things, your reasoning will always go down that path. Always. It's just, it's the principle of the mind. It's the law of the mind. All right? So he says here, uh, you shall meditate in it day and night that you may, here we go, first off, observe to do it according to all that's written in it. But then it says, for then, look at this, you will make your way, you will make, you will make, you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. How did that happen? It first starts with setting the mind right. Now, of course, in this text, it also talks about the importance of your words, which is the whole other sermon, which we've taught many times on. But to me, when you get back into Romans 8, and it says that, you know, set your mind on things above, amen, and you'll live now according to that. You'll live, you'll live, you'll live according to that. That word live is talking about actions and behaviors, which is going to include your words. So if you get your mind set on the right thing, then there's a good chance your words are going to be right. But you get your mind, and you, listen, you know this as well as I do. I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm talking to people that, uh, that are you know, oblivious to this thing. I think they understand that. I think if you get honest with yourself, you know as well as I do that when you get your mind set on other things, on the things of this world, you begin to talk it. That's all you talk about. And that, what you're doing is you're just giving the enemy more place, more place, more place, more place. You set your mind on things above, you have a tendency to talk that. Amen. So to me, yes, the mouth has got to be a key thing. But to me, if you, set the, if you set your mind right, you're more apt to talk right. You're more apt to act right. And then if we get back into Romans 6, 7, and 8 and talk about living clean, living right, well, you're going to live clean. You're going to live right because you've set your mind right. All right? Because it's key. All right? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me read it again. Amen. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. The way I like to say it is this, amen, if you think higher, you live higher. You think blessed, you live blessed. You, you think clean, you live clean. Now, come on, that's just the facts. You, you, you think God, amen, you're more apt to walk it out. Praise God. That's what he's talking about. You'll live according to where you set your mind. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hope you got something today. Father, I give praise and glory uh, for the ears that heard today. 
the hearts that received, for opening the eyes of our understanding. Lord, forgive us for the times we've set our mind on the wrong things. Oh, man, forgive us for that. But Lord, we know you're faithful and you're just to forgive us. And so we receive it. We thank you for it. And our heart is to uh, purpose to set the mind right. Praise God. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO Victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.